One Florida drug dealer made a serious mistake when he dared peddle his poisons on the schoolyard of Robert W. Morgan's preteen daughter. Morgan, a budding film director, tracked him to his hidden Everglades lair where his meth lab mysteriously blew sky high. When Morgan's demands to police to make grammar school playgrounds safer from drugs were ignored, he sought the counsel of CIA operative Frank Sturgis. Again, he was warned to give up what was becoming an obsession. Instead, Robert used his reputation as a filmmaker to infiltrate the mafia by stroking their egos and offering to make films for them offshore so they could import them as foreign product without paying taxes. When they agreed to build him a studio in Panama, Robert called the DEA and FBI and offered to work undercover. In time, their combined efforts revealed how the mob was secretly laundering billions of dollars through the Vatican Bank in Rome before returning to the States as foreign investments. Now read Morgan's story, Citizen Spy, Vatican Cover-Up, The Mob, Money Laundering and Murder, available at Amazon.com, BN.com and Borders.com. In the world today, most people want what is called the American Dream. They want love, a family, a fancy car, and a nice home in a nice neighborhood. They also want a good job and money to travel to interesting places. Life is great because they have the American Dream. But what happens to this dream if they hear they have a devastating illness like lung cancer? The doctor may tell them they need treatment immediately or they will be dead in six months. He tells them, you need surgery, and then you need chemotherapy to get better. When they get home, they think of many unanswered questions. They ask themselves, will I survive when so many of my friends with cancer have died? How will I deal with the pain, hair loss, nausea, and vomiting, sore mouth, and other side effects of chemotherapy and pain of surgery? Will I be able to keep on working? What will happen to my family? Then they look at the internet and wonder, is there a better way to deal with lung cancer and return to my American dream? Carl Helvey can tell you, yes, there is a better way. Carl Helvey is a registered nurse with a doctorate in public health and a 38-year lung cancer survivor. Carl was given six months to live when diagnosed, and he refused chemotherapy and surgery. Carl used alternative interventions. Those not only helped him overcome lung cancer, but also to remain cancer-free and healthy for over the past 36 years since recovery. In his book, You Can Beat Cancer Using Alternative Integrative Interventions, Dr. Helvey will tell you his story of using all-natural treatments for lung cancer and continuing to work during his treatment. Free of pain and discomfort, Carl will also share how he remained cancer and disease-free since then without chronic illnesses or prescribed medications. His story is supplemented with chapters by Dr. Bernie Siegel, Dr. Francesco Contreras, and Dr. James Forsyth, alternative integrative physicians, and Dr. Kim Dalzell and Tanya Harder-Pierce, health professionals. All have successfully helped others overcome cancer. Research presented by the alternative physicians on their treatments for lung cancer demonstrate a significantly higher long-term survival rate for lung cancer clients than those obtained by conventional doctors. In addition, their clients were free of or had reduced side effects. You can beat lung cancer using alternative integrative interventions by Dr. Carl Helvey is now available at all major book outlets and at www.beatlungcancer.net. That's www.beatlungcancer.net.
This information may help you return to the American dream. The new nonfiction book, Razor of Madness, is similar to cult movies like Clockwork Orange, Dragon's Tattoo, or The Other Side of Hell. Wayne Morin Jr. and Thomas Lee Howe will expose widespread and systematic deficiencies in this thought-provoking tell-all novel. Mind control rages among scholars in law schools. Human rights are ignored while thought reform and mental manipulation are accepted practices used as behavior modification. Dr. Louis Jolion West comes to mind. Media and public scrutiny shows that United States mental hospitals are in fact destructive murder industries. Razor of Madness Expose Novel details this epidemic through an in-depth professional and personal investigation. For decades, there has been a revolving door policy that still releases killers and pedophiles back into society. The maestro of mind control continues to haunt America to this very day. Razor of Madness is available in paperback or as a downloadable ebook at Amazon.com. I'm William S. Peckham. If you enjoy a good mystery with a touch of the paranormal, then you'll love my novel, From Out of the Woodwork. It's the story of a young Toronto contractor, Sean Kennedy, who buys derelict homes, guts them, and turns them into multifamily dwellings. Slums just waiting to happen. When Sean buys 29 Livery Lane, the house fights back. Former owners unexpectedly come out of the woodwork as he starts the destruction. The apparitions come to him when he touches old books, reads hidden letters, rummages through old boxes, finds a locket or reads a discovered manuscript of a murder mystery. From out of the woodwork will take you from 1899 to the horror of the World Trade Center, September 11, 2001. Check out From Out of the Woodwork on my website, www.williamspeckham.com. Unwilling to be the government's deadly assassin, gifted psychic Kahara Mitchell went AWOL and ended up buried under rubble in the wake of a great tsunami. She regained consciousness far from Earth on the medical ship of a Dagaronian intergalactic fleet. Has she been rescued or abducted by aliens? The Chalice of Carrie, Kahira O'Donnell's latest paranormal science fiction romance, is the passionate story of an Earth woman and her destined mates, twin kings from another galaxy. Kahara uses her gifts fighting alongside Lords Rom and Ra in a war that will determine the destiny of galaxies. The Chalice of Kari by Kahira O'Donnell is now available at kahiraodonnell.com or at amazon.com. How would you like to be able to read other people's minds? Well, the next best thing is here. When you know how to read a person's name, you know how the person thinks, feels, and behaves. Each letter in our name holds a key to unlock our true essence. Our name contains both our gifts and challenges in this lifetime. Nemology science discovers personality secrets hidden in the placement of the letters of our names, including the first and last impression people remember about us. 
Sharon shows us how to interpret the arrangement of letters as outlined in her book, Know the Name, Know the Person. Sharon Lynn Wyeth created Mnemology Science after 18 years of research and testing her theories and has supported thousands of people around the world in understanding themselves and others better. You'll enjoy Sharon's unique teachings as she shares her system to learn the gifts behind your given birth name. Even if you don't like your birth name, there are jewels in this book. If you're thinking of changing your name, ready to name your child, or wanting to get along better with others, this is the book for you. If you'd like to improve your relationships and change your life for the better, get the book today. Know the name, know the person. Or visit www.knowthename.com. That's www.knowthename.com. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. All Hit Radio! To the X Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome back to the X Zone, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell. We're coming to you live and around the world on the Starcom Radio Network. And the Exxon Broadcast Network. If you'd like to give us a call toll-free worldwide, 1-800-610-7035. My email address is exxon.exxonradiotv.com. And our main website, where you can listen to the Exxon live, Monday through Friday from 8 p.m. until midnight. And then for the rest of the time, we play the best of over 4,000 shows it's a lot of listening at www.exxonradiotv.com. My guest this hour is Alan Cox, and Alan is a renowned psychic investigator along with his partner, Anne. They have helped hundreds of people by clearing unwanted and evil presences from their homes and businesses. Alan has also been given the gift of healing. His connection is natural and has developed uh, by himself and with the guidance of God and the guides. He has in spirit Dr. David Ingalls, who works psychically through Alan to perform psychic surgery when necessary. Alan is also a renowned clairvoyant, and he can help you find your true spiritual path. His website is calmingthoughts.com. And Alan, welcome to the Exxon. Uh, thank you, Rob. Yes, uh, thank you for inviting me. Oh, it's my great pleasure, sir. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Alan, and how did you find out that you were a psychic spiritual connector so to speak right okay uh we go back to 1996 mm-hmm. and uh we were living in another house than what we live in now and uh, my partner and i was at work um 
in the middle of the day, she felt herself being pushed down the stairs. She gumballed to the bottom, narrowly missing the phone table, and broke her wrist. Um, I, it was before we had mobile phones over here, uh, mm-hmm. the early days in right. the UK. Uh, I get home at night time, about 7 o'clock, and uh, she's sitting at the bottom of the stairs nursing this broken wrist. I take her to the hospital, get her all uh, busted up. Mm-hmm. And that week, um, a program was on the television called Housebusters over here, where people went into people's homes clear about energy. Um, the one guy on there, uh, Dave Ashworth, seemed uh, the right one for us to call, which we did. And uh, David and I are good friends now. Anyway, long story short, he came to the house, did a clearing, and uh, it all started from there. Um, We went up to his house up in Manchester, and uh, he he basically uh, got me connected with my spirit guide, and the journey began. What was the first thing you did once you realized that you were connected to spirit? Now, you're probably going to find this a bit hard to believe, Rob, but um, a friend of um, uh, ours, mm-hmm. uh, well, sister-in-law, I've got a, another friend who I was going through a terrible time at home and uh, the house was haunted. and right. uh, Terrible things was happening to the teenage son. He was being thrown out of bed in the middle of the night. Oh, gosh. And, uh, uh, that, I was all scared. And the very first thing that I did psychically was go to their house and clear a demon out of their house. That was my baptism of fire. Now, can you tell us about the demon and how you were able to get the demon to leave? Uh, right. Well, it was hiding in the basement. Mm-hmm. Um, now, this is the part, Rob, that I always find very hard to explain because... Um, the connection, uh, mm-hmm. I thank God for. Right. Um, but basically, I got my pendulum, my dowser, um, found the demon in the basement. Connect, the, the dowser goes round knowing, and knowing that I've connected, mm-hmm. and I just literally link in with my guide, and it's taken to the light, and it's gone. And, uh, and that's it. Wow. Um, as non-dramatic as that did you happen to see the demon do you know uh, what did the demon look like or was this just a a presence that you were able to detect and through the use of your pendulum and your own abilities you recognize this energy as a demon and got rid of it yeah you've you've got it in one wow um it's just like a knowledge you you just know uh, I, I presume that you've come across things like that. Yes, I have. Yeah. Um, let me see. Uh, when did you leave, uh, and I'm going to put this word in quotations, a normal job, <laughs> yes, to, to follow your spiritual path? Well, uh, I spent four years changing my job. Uh, I'd always been in sales mm-hmm. and, you know, fairly successful at it. Right. And... Um, I just kept changing job to job, thinking that was the answer. Mm-hmm. And, and I always remember, it was August the 18th and uh, the year 2000, that I said, that's enough. And I just gave them a notice. And, 
and I hadn't got a big balance or anything like that. Right. Um, I started to do the psychic fairs, and that was that was basically how I changed my life. I just made the decision I can't carry on like this, and Anne supported me, so I can't ask for more than that. I wonder how many people listening tonight, David. I'm sorry, Alan. It's okay. Who are fighting that inner turmoil right now that there's something else they want to do. There's something else that they're being, uh, they feel as if destiny is saying you've got to do this. Yet because of the security of the normal job, they refuse to. What can you tell them as far as your own experience? Uh, it, it all has to be the, the person's own individual uh, decision. Yes, uh, I, I couldn't really advise them on that. All I know is that it was something I, I really had to do. Um, I suppose, in hindsight, um, it was a foolish thing to do because it's, uh, it certainly was uh, been a struggle. Uh, now, uh, after all these years, I'm now getting recognised, and um, so life isn't as hard. But, um, the fact is, when you have a calling, when when you know it's what you've got to do, mm-hmm. um, well, I don't know, was I foolish or was I brave? I decided this is this is the way it's going to be. How many psychic experiences have you had? I mean, besides the one that you told us about where you exercised this demon from the basement yeah. of a house. Uh, I would say one of the most dramatic uh, it's only going back probably about three or four years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, Anne and I were up in Scotland, the highlands of Scotland, on holiday. And um, we were driving past Clon Moor, uh, where the battle between the Scots and the English took place in right. 1746. Uh, that's in, uh, inscribed in my brain. And uh, it was about eight or past eight in the evening, uh, in June, uh, that part of the world, at that time of the year, it doesn't properly get dark. Uh, it just goes like twilight, so uh, it was bright, sunny evening. Mm-hmm. Uh, went to up, drove up to the visitor centre. It was closed, but obviously the um, uh, moor was just open for me to walk onto. Um, there was about three cars and motorbike on the dry, uh, on the car park. We walked up to the moors. Those people literally walked off as we walked on. Um, came to a lectern, and I was reading about um, the battle that took place. Anyway, we walked all the way around, and the only way of describing it, it was like we were about the distance of a football field, the, the, the width, not the length, uh, from where we'd walked. And I was looking back over to these clump of trees and the lectern, and Anne was looking the opposite way. And it was a most peculiar sight, Rob. Um, it was like on top of the lectern was this brown circle. And I could just make out like, almost like a beige or goldy colour in the middle. Mm-hmm. And it started moving really fast from left to right uh, across this lectern. And I, and I said to Anne, look, what, what's going on there? And as she looked, this circle started to rise and it became obvious it was a, a tamishanti, you know, flat after the Scots War. And there was this big man with a grey beard I can make out. And he moved to the side of the lectern and he was stamping his feet in anger. And he turned round and literally disappeared. 
And in front of him, in this field between us, I could see like fighting going on in spirit. Oh my gosh! Um, um, and it was like the battle, right? And uh, what I realised was happening. He was um, a commander, um, chief, whatever you want to call him, captain, mm-hmm. and he was unhappy about the fact that uh, I'd actually moved. Part I forgot to say is I actually stood there and moved them on because I'd actually asked me to. Uh, there was 81 of them that literally came to me to be moved on, oh and God. I stood there and cleared them. And he seemed like he was angry with me for getting rid of them in spirit. Anyway, um, we left the moor. Yeah. The next day, we drove up to the very top of Scotland, uh, up to near John O'Groats, and. On the way back, um, you were right up on a plateau, really high. You could just see the peaks of the mountains in the distance. And it was a very windy road, um, just two-way traffic, not dual carriageway or anything. Mm-hmm. And there was a drop on both sides, so the road was raised up. And there was this bend, and this art- articulated juggernaut lorry was coming towards us. Um, and... On this bend, this blacked-out black car came towards us, and I said to Anne, that's it, we've had it. We've had oh, it. And I got over as far as I could to the, uh, to the side of the road, braking all the time. Sure. And this black car literally missed the front of our car and the front of the lorry. Not trying to exaggerate, a yeah. couple of inches. Oh, my Lord. I've never been surprised in my life. And the, the, the lorry driver was blasting his horn, went past, and I had this vision of this um, guy who um, I'd seen on the moor stamping his feet in front of me. And it was like he was saying, I'm going to get you. <laughs> and anyway, I managed to pull over and, and sat there for about 10 or 15 minutes to recover from it. But uh, anyway... Three or four years later, I'm still here to tell the tale, so he hasn't got me. Well, we're glad you're here to tell that tale, my friend. <laughs> um, when you're out with Anne and you're doing whatever it is you, you guys do together, if, whether it's in an airport, whether it's in a shopping area, whether it's downtown, do you see dead people? I have done occasionally, but... You see, what I try to do, Rob, mm-hmm. is live a normal life as much as possible. Okay. So I, I've managed to learn to be able to get the guides to uh, very kindly back off and put myself in a mode where I'm just like anybody else. But it has happened a few times, but uh, that isn't a, a very nice thing to see, is it? I don't think so. Exonation, my guest this hour is Alan Cox. His website is www.calmingthoughts.com. And, and Alan, what yeah. aspects of your work do you get the most satisfaction from? Wow. Okay. Um, I suppose seeing somebody um, that their life is better after either healing or clearing. Mm. So both those aspects. Um, when you get a, a phone call or a, an, an email or text or whatever, people saying, you know, thank you so much for what you've, what you've done. You know, the life, our life is now a lot better. So I suppose that, that's the satisfaction. 
Do you think your own spirituality plays a major part in the work that you do? I suppose it does, doesn't it? Um, I didn't. I suppose I didn't ask for this, but right. then you could argue, uh, did I before I came down um, in this lifetime? So, I'd, so I don't yeah, know. That's true, eh? But, but uh, look, when when you're trying to explain to somebody, um, and it. it Sometimes it can be very difficult, and it and it can be very easy to sound either egotistical or mm-hmm. pious about it. But I I genuinely just do what I do um, because I feel it's something that I have to do. And my reward, I suppose, really the real reward, other than monetary reward, is having the satisfaction that you've helped somebody. Mm, you know what? You're right, a hundred percent. Because the main the main reason for doing this show is to change a person's life, to make a person's life better. Not not 10 people, not 20 people, not 30 people, but one each night. Yeah. You know, and yeah. that's what it's really about. And I know you do a radio show. I do, um, yeah. It's called Understanding Spirit Radio Show. And I'm sure that just from talking to you this short amount of time that we've had together, I, I really believe that that is why you do it as well. Yeah, well, I, obviously, I was very excited when you uh, invited me to come on here. And, you know, I've listened to a, um, a couple of your, your shows, mm-hmm. obviously. And uh, I can tell from listening to you that um, it's, like myself, it, it, it's a kind of a passion, isn't it? It's oh, something that you feel that you need to do as well. I'm going to tell you something, my friend. I have tried in the past, I mean about 10, no, let's go 15 years ago, to get out of this. Because I figured, all right, I've, I've done what I can. And, I've, and I tried. I really tried. But it seems that every time I tried, fate would say, uh-uh-uh. Or something would say, spirit would say, however you want to explain it. Uh uh uh, you're not That's going right. to get out of it. You still have that. a job to do. I, f- I know that feeling totally. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I now accept that this is what uh, I need to do. Yeah. Um, and, and that's it. And the, the radio show is like an extension of what I do because, like you, I try to get on my show people from all walks of life, mm-hmm. um, you know, the rich and famous down to the guy down the road who's had an experience. It doesn't matter. Exactly. Uh, everybody's got a, a tale to tell, haven't they? They sure do. However, it ticks me off when I, when I am certain beyond a shadow of a doubt that somebody is trying to pull the wool over my eyes, but not only my eyes, but the eyes of my audience. I don't yeah. like that. I really don't like that, and I let it be known in no uncertain terms that, hey, you know what? You've been caught. You've been found out. You're gone. Yeah. I, I know you, you said that a little bit earlier tonight, didn't yeah, you? I did. <laughs> oh, you caught that, did you? <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> now, now, there's a perfect example. We've, we had, a, we had uh, Tommy Hawksblood on, and... But let's see, I, I made a, as, he, as we were talking, I was making a list. He's a UFO expert, a spiritual expert, a Bigfoot expert, an alien expert, an angel expert, a Wiccan, 
Uh, he's worked with alien implants, alien abduction entities, angels. Now, hello. <laughs> you know, and, and he said himself that if somebody cannot provide the proof or the evidence, they're a liar. So I challenged him. I said, all right, where's your proof? Where's your evidence? Because if you're going to if you're going to do something, do it for the right reason. Yeah. Indeed. You know, that God bless people. There's enough people out there with 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 problems that that they have faced throughout their lives. They may be facing them now. They may be new to problems. And they're looking for a solution on why these problems are happening to them. You're very, that's very true, Rob. You know, um, and, and but, these people but, can do more damage than good. Yeah. Well, you see, the thing, the thing is, when, when you do, do this kind of work, the first thing I, I need to say is that there's no way that I say that it is me. It's a combination right. between me and spirit guides uh, that help people. And I'd be wrong in saying that everybody can be helped. And sure. the reason for that is that some people's problems might think it's spiritual, but in a sense it's something that they've got to live through themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, it might be some kind of challenge or... Uh, some kind of experience that they need uh, to go through. And in the best will in the world, um, in that case, can't be helped. There are cases where um, people um, are desperate for help, Mm -hmm. but in a strange kind of way, psychologically reject it. And then there's the other people who, it works. And unfortunately, it's the majority of people he does work for. But uh, I'm sure you've come across that yourself, Rob, <laughs> where, you know, there are people, you could say, are on their own life's journey. Yes. And they're looking for somebody else to take responsible for their lives instead of taking responsibility for their own. You see, and this is where I think a lot of the alien contact, alien presence, alien abduction comes in. Because we live in a, as I see it, we live in a binary existence. You know, zeros and one. Mm. Up, down, left, right, in, out, good, evil, black, white. And the list goes on and on and on. So whether you're blaming the devil, whether you're blaming aliens, whether you're blaming ghosts... Whether you're blaming Bigfoot, whether you're blaming monsters or the boogeyman or that creature that lives under your bed, you're using these, uh, what do we call them, these mythological creatures as your scapegoat. Because many people, my friend, they cannot say, you know what, that's my fault, I screwed up. You know, the old Flip Wilson thing. The devil made me do it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, if that's the case, then there should be nobody in prison, should there? Everybody should be walking around. It's nobody's fault, is it? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Alan, you and I have to take a short commercial break, my friend. Please stand by. Exo okay, Nation, okay. my guest this hour is Alan Cox. And uh, he has a radio show entitled Understanding Spirit Radio every Thursday from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m., And uh, the website is 
paramaniaradio.com. And if you'd like to contact Alan uh, for a private consultation, his website is calmingthoughts.com. This is The X-Zone. I am Rob McConnell. This is truly a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. It's a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. And we come to you live Monday through Friday from 8 p.m. Eastern until midnight on the Exome Broadcast Network, as well as our good friends at the Starcom Radio Network. I'll be back on the other side as we continue here in the Exome from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Once again, Alan Cox is my guest. www.calmingthoughts.com Ever wondered if your advertising dollar is really working for you? If your ad would have been here, you and more than 4 million people would be listening to it right now. Contact ads at exxoneradiotv.com. The new nonfiction book, Razor of Madness, is similar to cult movies like Clockwork Orange, Dragon's Tattoo, or The Other Side of Hell. Wayne Morin Jr. and Thomas Lee Howe will expose widespread and systematic deficiencies in this thought-provoking tell-all novel. Mind control rages among scholars in law schools. Human rights are ignored while thought reform and mental manipulation are accepted practices used as behavior modification. Dr. Louis Jolion West comes to mind. Media and public scrutiny shows that United States mental hospitals are in fact destructive murder industries. Razor of Madness Expose Novel details this epidemic through an in-depth professional and personal investigation. For decades, there has been a revolving door policy that still releases killers and pedophiles back into society. The maestro of mind control continues to haunt America to this very day. Razor of Madness is available in paperback or as a downloadable ebook at Amazon.com. Do you think you have energy problems in your home? Do you feel better when you're away than when you're home? Joey Korn is a global leader in the world of dowsing who specializes in personal energy clearing and space clearing. He can help you create an ideal energy environment in your home no matter where you live in the world. Learn about his remote spiritual house cleaning services and much more at www.dowsers.com. You can get Joey's book, Dowsing, A Path to Enlightenment, as well as other dowsing books and tools, Kabbalah books, and Walter Russell books. Joey's work is really amazing. Go to dowsers.com right now. That's D-O-W-S-E-R-S dot com or call 1-877-DOWSING. That's 1-877-369-7464. Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jinnix, author of a fascinating book, Amen. It presents facts revealed by Egyptologists, facts that enable us to understand why Amen is the beginning of creation of God. It provides recommendations for religious leaders of the major religions to unify their beliefs and teach the word of God, love one another. Amen informs people how mankind conceived God, It was the Egyptians that developed the concepts of a soul, 
a hereafter, and son of God. And finally, after the worship of many gods, they conceived the belief in one universal God, the maker of all there is. For more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. Wouldn't you love to know the secret to everything? Well then, meet Dr. Kimberly McGeorge and her cutting-edge breakthrough knowledge that combines science with possibility. Dr. Kimberly brings real-life answers and healing to those open to alternative solutions. She teaches solution-based programs and classes that will change all areas of your life forever. Specializing in conscious creation, intuitive readings, and energy medicine, you can rapidly shift health, relationships, business, and money and abundance challenges quickly. Receive her best-selling book, Secret to Everything, at no cost by going to secrettoeverything.com forward slash xzone. That's right. Transformation can start now. Just go to secrettoeverything.com forward slash xzone and receive Dr. Kimberly's book for free. My name is Michael Telstar, Canada's leading mentalist from Toronto, Ontario. Hi, my name is Splenda, and you're listening to my dad, Ron McConnell, on the Exxon. This is Psychic Dorothy from St. Catharines, and you're listening to Rob McConnell. Hello, my name is Holly Reeves, an astrologer from astro for You, and you're listening to Canada's number one paranormal radio show, The X-Zone, with Rob McConnell. Welcome to The X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome back, everyone. Alan Fox is my Alan Cox is my special guest this hour, and his website is calm, calmingthoughts.com. And uh, Alan, thanks so much uh, for coming on the show tonight. Uh, what is it? Three fifteen, uh, three thirty-five. Your time? Uh, Two thirty-five. Oh my gosh! <laughs> it's still late. It's early. <laughs> it is. It is. Uh, congratulations on all the wonderful things that you're doing, uh, Alan. It's it's nice to know that you're out there helping people and and i think that this is what the world needs more people helping thank you rob for that so, uh, and, so uh, thank can you i sir. just say that back to you as well well i thank you sir was the was the um the exorcism of the demon the scariest experience you have ever had uh no i've, I've had quite a few to be honest and um can you share it, a couple with us uh, right, okay. I was um, down in Dagenham in uh, London mm-hmm. um, some years ago, and um, this this guy who was actually worked for the fire service, um, he was having some terrible times at um, at his house. Right. And um, 
to the point where it was causing a problem within his relationship and with his children and mm. everything. And uh, anyway, uh, Anne and I went there, and we was in the in the bathroom of all places, and I I saw this. I don't know. It, the only way of describing it, it's a, a most peculiar looking um, creature, uh, almost like um, in my third eye, uh, almost like transparent, um, normal kind of thing, you know, piercing red eyes and that type. Mm-hmm. And it, <laughs> uh, so that was one of the occasions where I did actually see um, what it is that was challenging me. And for it seemed like for an eternity, but it probably was probably only for about ten or fifteen seconds. Uh, this thing, I felt it actually enter me, and um, my voice changed. Apparently, um, it, it went very deep and dark, totally different to the way I normally talk. And my guides got it out and it got it off to the light. Mm-hmm. So I suppose that was quite a scary, scary moment. Um, so yeah, <laughs> um, and, and there's been a couple more uh, as well, but um, the way the way I look at it, Rob, these things, whatever you want to call them, or negative energies or whatever, have got no right to mess around with people's lives, no rights at all, and it, I, I, the way I look at it is, the more they try to stop me, mm-hmm. the more determined it makes me that I'm going to stop them. It, it's a battle. It is. Where do, you, where do these entities come from? Very good question. Uh, <laughs> um, okay. D- do we go down the religious side of it? And My friend, go you can go down any the side of the street on it. You, you can uh, go down any side of the road that you want on this show. Okay. Uh, I suppose... Right, Okay. There's good and there's bad people. Right. Um, the bad people will attract bad energies. Mm-hmm. Um, the bad energies manifest themselves, I suppose, from the dark side of our universe, I suppose. You're asking me a question that I don't think anybody can truly answer. Um, but I, I do see it, you know, from whatever the devil or Satan is. And I don't see a man there with a, a, a tail and mm-hmm. um, a, a fork and, and that. I don't see it like that. Sure. I do think there's a, an energy in our universe that tries to destroy. and There's a good energy that tries to um, conquer the bad energy. We are literally in a spiritual battle as well as the battles that actually go on. In our, on our earth. Who is the most amazing person you have ever met and still know? Right, yes. Uh, I'm really so glad you asked me that. Because I've had the, what's the word, the honour of being friends with a lady named Gillian Haslam. And Gillian is spelt with a J, and Haslam is H A S L A M. And the story of meeting her, can I, can I tell you it? It's oh, just please. incredible. Oh, no, please do. Um, this, um, a lady in India who I help remotely, um, she um, 
about March, April time this year, said she's met this lady named uh, Gillian Haslam, mm-hmm. and she uh, lives in England, and uh, I'm, I've asked her to bring some little gifts over to you as a thank you. So, long story short, Gillian came to our house about six, seven weeks ago, and she lives down in London. We live uh, North Midlands, 135 miles apart. It took her three train journeys to get up to our house. My goodness. And, uh, we spent the afternoon, we went down to her house. Mm-hmm. What's remarkable about this lady is the fact that she was born in India. Mm-hmm. She's white, English. Right. And she, there she had 12 siblings. A father... A father and mother are dead. The father was in the British Army. Um, he should have left India when they went independent. He refused to. Basically, he lost all his possessions and everything. They were very poor. They literally lived in the uh, in the gutter. Oh my gosh! Um, Gillian almost died. Uh, she had terrible experiences. Anyway, she managed to get over to England. She worked for RBS Bank. She, she uh, got up to be uh, at director level. She then decided she wanted to help all the poor children in India. Oh, God. She's gone all over the world doing talks. She's met Bill and Hillary Clinton twice. She's been on different TV shows across mm-hmm. America, Australia, everywhere. And she's a, now she's a self-made multimillionaire. And she gives a majority of the money to five uh, orphanages that she had created and runs in India. And uh, she's a remarkable lady. Anyway, long story short, on Sunday the 9th of August this year, uh, Jill and I are starting a new radio show. Um, and it's aimed at India and Australia to raise money for the um, uh, projects she's got going in uh, India. And it's on Paramania Radio, but uh, if you think this is late, it's like your time, it's going out at, let me get this right, 2 a.m. to 4 a.m. So it goes out over here 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. on a Sunday morning. And she is the most remarkable person that I've ever met. Isn't that wonderful? Well, kudos to you and uh, Jillian for doing such wonderful work. uh, Certain people you meet um, make a a big difference. Another person almost uh, as uh, remarkable as that is that I was uh, best friends with the late Broadway producer Manny Fox, who died in 2012. And... uh, Manny and I became, um, you know, very good friends, very close. And as we speak, we're in the process. I mean, he's passed away now, but his legacy is we're trying to put on a Broadway show in his honour. So, uh, wow. got lots of different things going on, Rob. Good for you, my friend. Uh, what do your What does your family make of all that you're doing now? You know, the change from being a kind of nine-to-five salesman to doing the spiritual, intuitive, psychic surgeon, healing, and psychic investigator that you are? 
Well, I've got three sons and a stepson. Right. And between them, I've got seven grandchildren with one on the way. Oh, congratulations. Um, my eldest son, Andrew, is um, a, a fire station commander, the fire chief. And he, he tells all his colleagues about me. I've helped um, some of them. Uh-huh. Uh, he's totally, um, you know, really happy with it. Uh, and so on the other sons and, and that, it, it's almost like, well, I'll tell you what was really nice, Rob. Last night, uh, I went with uh, two of my grandchildren, Chloe and Ethan, and their other granddad to see a football match. Right. Um, and Chloe, she's been 15 in August, and we was walking away from the match, and she says, Granddad, she says, um, I've been listening to your radio shows. I said, have you? I said, yeah. I said, uh, what do you think of them? I said, yeah, really, I like them, Re- really good. Uh, that, I think, is absolutely remar- remarkable that she's been listening to my radio shows. That is great to get the support from the family. Yeah, that is. is. That truly is. Tell me about psychic surgery. Okay. Now, that I find quite incredible. Um, now, first of all, I've got to say that I do not for one moment say that I can cure anybody and any any person who benefits through the psychic surgeon or healing that I give comes from another source, i.e., if you want to say God's energy. Sure. So I'm not taking responsibility yeah. for it. But the mo- one of the most remarkable, go back some years ago, where this lady, I mean, I think she was about 26 at the time, she'd got terminal cancer. Oh, um, and she had decided to tell everybody about it. And she was in a weekly magazine called Take a Break, telling a, a weekly story being followed by um, a reporter about uh, treatment at the hospitals and everything. Anyway, I was asked, I don't do go and do these psychic fairs or uh, that anymore. Mm-hmm. But I was asked by a friend, would I stand in for somebody who wasn't turning up? And I said yes. And there was this in this village out in the countryside in Worcestershire. And this lady comes in, the one I, uh, I was talking about, and uh, and she said, you know, I'm really ill. C- can you help me? So I went to her house a few days later and she said that she felt my hand inside her stomach pulling things out and, and feeling strange. And I went there again uh, with Anne um, mm-hmm. a couple of weeks later and she said she'd, she'd been very tired since the last time I'd seen her but feeling a little better. I then did the work again. Anyway, this was like in the early December. She then contracted pneumonia, oh, was heavens. very ill over Christmas. Mm-hmm. And in the new year, uh, she recovered from it. Um, and she went to the hospital for a checkup. And the doctors and everything could not understand what had gone on because there was no trace of cancer anywhere in the body, just total recovery. Wow. And the, the, the 
shall we say, pneumonia was a way, I suppose, of just clearing it all out. So I'm not taking responsibility for it. But you could, could, you could argue with me that it's coincidence. But the, the fact is she made a total recovery. And she said she felt things being moved about inside her. So that's all I can say to you, Rob. Well, this guy's not saying it's a coincidence, my friend. Okay, thank you. Yeah. I, I've, over the years, I've seen many things. I've heard many things. I've spoken to many people who have been healed. You know, what, who am I to say what is and what isn't? But to me, what you just described definitely is not coincidence. Well, I, you see, I, there's so many charlatans in this mm-hmm. world, Rob, unfortunately. And, uh, and the ones that are charlatans, they make it hard for the genuine people, don't they? Exactly. That is so true. So what's next for you, my friend? Uh, let's see, as I read through the list, psychic surgeon, healer, psychic investigator, you're working on a play, you do clairvoyant readings, uh, you do, you're doing two radio shows. Yeah. What next? No idea. Um, I've been asked uh, next year to do a major talk in Norway. Oh, wow, um, fantastic. I've been asked to do two talks in London, January, February. Mm-hmm. Um, I really don't know. You, t- you tell me what God's got in store for me. I don't know. Neither, neither do I, my friend, because I am anything but a psychic. Uh, you know, in, in fact, you are a psychic. And I'm, I'm going to ask you, what do you see for me? Right. I feel with yourself at the moment that although you are brilliant at what you do, there's part of you that there's a frustration there. Um, you've got a fantastic um, show, goes out five days a week. Thank and you. I'm not saying that you're not passionate about it. But it, I, I do feel that there's going to be an opportunity there for you in around about 12 to 18 months' time to literally broaden your horizon even more. And, you, and you're around about the same kind of age as myself, aren't you? Yes, you know? yeah. And, uh, and you've got the same kind of outlook as me. The age doesn't come into it. It's like uh, you are looking for the next stage, and it's going to come, Rob. All right, uh, let me see, Alan. Um, once again, Alan's website is www.calmingthoughts.com. Alan, stand by. We just have to take one more break, and we'll okay. be right back. Exo Nation, Alan Cox is my guest. We'll be back on the other side of this break. Whatever you do, do not go away. If you'd like to give us a call, 1-800-610-7035. My email address is exxon at exxonradiotv.com. On all social media sites, Exxon Radio TV. And, of course, you can listen to the Exxon 724-365 at www.exxonradiotv.com. The new nonfiction book, Razor of Madness, is similar to cult movies like Clockwork Orange, Dragon's Tattoo, or The Other Side of Hell. Wayne Morin Jr. and Thomas Lee Howe will expose widespread and systematic deficiencies in this thought-provoking tell-all novel. Mind control rages among scholars in law schools. Human rights are ignored while thought reform and mental manipulation are accepted practices used as behavior modification. Dr. Louis Jolion West comes to mind. 
Media and public scrutiny shows that United States mental hospitals are in fact destructive murder industries. Razor of Madness Exposé Novel details this epidemic through an in-depth professional and personal investigation. For decades, there has been a revolving door policy that still releases killers and pedophiles back into society. The maestro of mind control continues to haunt America to this very day. Razor of Madness is available in paperback or as a downloadable ebook at Amazon.com. Swings like a pendulum do Bobby's own bicycles two by two Westminster Abbey, the Tower of Big Ben The rosy red cheeks of the little children And speaking about England, Alan Cox is my guest this hour. www.calmingthoughts.com Alan, I want to thank you so much for joining us tonight here on the XO and I wish you continued success. And like I said, I, whatever you, whatever gives you all your energy, I'd love to buy some. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's just something that I totally enjoy doing. And quite <laughs> seriously, I want to thank you for inviting me on. Uh, it's been a total pleasure and, and brilliant experience. Thank you, Rob. Well, the door, the door is always open. Just let us know when you'd like to come on. We'll get you back on. Oh, I like that. Thank you. And but I, I would just like to to know what your final thoughts for the Exxon Nation are tonight. I'm sorry, say that again. I'm your sorry. final thoughts, your your words of wisdom okay. to the Exxon Nation. Right, I would say that whatever you do, do it to your very best ability. Do it with a passion, believe in what you're doing. Uh, never intentionally arm anybody and try to help as much as you can and that's not being pious or um, you know the mm-hmm. fact is if, if we all strive to do that um, we could make this world absolutely incredible and we could defeat, defeat all the horrible things that's going on at the moment in the world it's just I mean just think going back to when the Berlin Wall came down yeah uh, that was people power, wasn't it? People sure was. realizing. So you know, just do things right. Alan, thank you so much. And uh, Exonation, if you'd like to find out more about Alan, his website is calmingthoughts.com. Take care of yourself, my good friend. Until the next time we meet, keep your eyes to the sky and your heart to the light. Thank you, Rob. Good night. Now, I'll be back on the other side of this news break at the top of the hour as we continue here in the Exxon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. My name is Rob McConnell. Don't go away.